It's Tuesday, May 30th, 2023, and you're listening to episode 613 of Fear of the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is 44 minutes. Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Julia. This is Wayne. And this is Mary. Sure, if you're going any old or you feel like I, know, I, had, I, I had a moment of panic it's fine. i know julia julia well, no i looked at her and i she yeah. didn't say anything so i'm like i'll just go i know yeah <laughs> julia ruined that all right anyways. <laughs> nice because no. mary was like because mary forgot because it's been a while no, I, i'm with you i saw the deer in the headlights look it's just like is it me is it not me is it me is it not me i don't know i don't know i don't know i just, okay. I just decided to go all right and then the julius went right in yeah saving the day. i like the hand motion yeah. right in. that was with yeah. the, the rusty motion, like all the way out, all the way to the elbow. You know, this is either a prolapsed status or a prolapsed <laughs> vagina. That's Can vaginas prolapse? I don't know. I don't think so. Somebody Google that. All right, anyway, we're not negative episoding this. Oh, I jinxed that. I'm just now fascinated. I don't actually want to know. Like, I want to know yes, no. I don't want the images. Anyway. I can, I can okay. All right, well, you can roll that. All right. Um, I can do a non-image search. So, update on the Kickstarter. The Kickstarter for Fear the Con 2023 has funded. And along with the Kickstarter funding, also the Wing Knight did fund, complete with the food and everything. So, there will be, I mean, assuming things don't go even worse in the world than they already are, that there will be wings and food and all kinds of stuff and mikey mason is locked in so he's going to be performing a comedy show that night so once again we hope to see you guys on june 15th for wing night and then the convention is the 16th and 17th 16th and 17th so that's a thursday friday saturday thursday for the wing night friday saturday for the gaming and if you are not signed up on con planner i will link that again in the show notes Please get out there, post your games. I actually need to post at least two for me, one for backer level, and the other one is if you have someone who's thinking about coming but is not a role player, I will once again run a first slot intro to RPGs game, and if you show up to that, you will learn the gist of what it means to play an RPG, and you will also get your first tube of dice so you will have something to play with the rest of the convention so if someone is thinking about coming who's intimidated by role-playing or doesn't know what it is or has no idea how this hobby works then in slot one i will link it the show notes there will be an intro to rpgs game for such people to get a sense of the hobby and i also want to point out that people are tagging in the discord channel kid-friendly games so if you're planning on running a kid-friendly game Go ahead and throw because you can't do it in Complainer yet, but you can post it on the Discord channel for it and say that it's for kids so that people know to look for it and sign up their kids if it's kid friendly. So just keep that in mind. So if you're doing that, then be sure to just whenever you announce your game on Discord, and I'll put a link to that as well, to just put at the end of it, hashtag Ken Friendly, and that will let people know how to find your game. Now, like I said, in my case, I don't know if I'll post it to Discord or not, but I will certainly post it to Con Planner. So just look in slot one for a game I'm running. It'll probably, I don't know, 
I'm kind of thinking it'll be an animal game like I did last year, but it's going to be that or a fantasy game, something fairly generic and approachable. Yeah, I've got my three games already out there, but we do need more GMs, more players. It is funded, so it is yeah, it's happening. At the door. It's happening, so any money that's going to be spent on this convention is now, apart from hotels and such, only going to be spent on our end. So, so one of the interesting is, things this year, I'm kind of excited about the vendor hall. Because I've seen who our vendors are going to be and what their products are going to be. And I've looked some of them up. And I think we're going to have a really interesting vendor hall. And we have uh, one special table that is being set up. I'm uh, I'm going to work with the venue so we can get it actually in the game rooms on both floors. But Gage from Gaming with Gage and Friends booked out a table and had someone else on his podcast get a table. And they are setting them up as charging stations. So they're bringing in power cables so you can charge your phone. They're bringing in snacks that they'll have on the table so you can recharge for you. Chairs there for you to just sit in and using it as kind of a, in each floor, a recharging station for you and your devices. Yeah, normally I'm in the back with like my phone plugged in. Right, yeah. (laughs) like People have to run over and check the phone against the wall. Yeah, I I ask around for cables and no one has them. Yeah, right. Yeah, and there's always at least one person that's got like the portable printer who's trying to print Mm. off last minute character Mm, sheets and can't find a place to plug it in. If they need one of those, I can So, you know, I gotta say, outside of his usual Apple crap, Gabe actually made a good choice here. (laughs) This is a really good plan, Gage. It is. Mm Mm-hmm. And if uh, he needs help, make sure he, you know he lets us know. We'll bring stuff too. I also wanted to say because I think people have been uh, there's at least one person on Discord who was like surprised to find out that getting there early is not a problem because no. there's a secret gaming day before the wing night. A lot of people will show up on Thursdays and we'll have games because the space is there. And so they're not official, but there is stuff to do if you yeah. get there early. Yeah, and everybody board games all yeah. Thursday. Yeah. It's just not on Con Planner, right? Yeah. yeah, and and in the evenings, there's a, like a lot of stuff going on that week too, where people are getting together and playing right. board games and just hanging out in the cafeteria area. Yeah, last year I got to learn two new games. Yeah. I learned that uh, dice Yahtzee game that we played. Yeah, I think it's called like Dice Throne or yes. something to that effect. I, I and there's like buy it. <laughs> there's like twenty different iterations of it. There's like a Marvel one. There's a generic one. There's I don't know what all they've got for it, but yeah, it's it's a sort of like a Yahtzee ish sort of game, and I, I can't think of what it was called. It was called something like Dice Throne. And then the other one that I learned, which actually I want to pick up a copy because it's a really fast play game. It's a board game where you play people in an Old West saloon having a bar brawl. Like in the style of the movie Old West Bar Brawl. Oh, like it's it's awesome. not realistic. Yeah, it it's was like interesting. You throw people through windows and oh, hide behind the, the piano. And... Yeah. And swing off the chandeliers and land on people. And it's just like nonsense. It's pure Hollywood nonsense. It's called High Noon Saloon. But the point being that, man, if you want to pick up some new games or just. Even just get exposed to things you've never seen before. So there is a game I'm excited to... This is try. not a convention compared to most where everything is D&D or Pathfinder. Yeah. yeah. Now, there is a board game I'm excited to try. And I'm going to call him out because he will go because bright red and be embarrassed. Xylo has designed his own board game. 
And it is a game where He's you're so mad at you right now. Oh, I, I know, like right I, now, I can right. feel it. And it's yeah. called Zylo hates his own game. <laughs> <laughs> no, Zylo hates attention. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Zylo hates basically everything. The con- so I, I, I love think the this- concept of it. Though. It is a spaceship building game. Yeah. Where you start the game building your ship. You have like goals and objectives you're going to. Based on the ship that you've built and the I modules you put this. in. This sounds cool. Yeah, I can't wait to try it. I mean, I don't know if it's any good, but at least at the pitch level, this sounds really cool. I would totally play yeah, this. So everyone that's coming for the con, ask for Zylo. Yeah, and, yeah find and, him. Yeah, demand that he show you his board game. Ask, it's awesome. Yeah, I don't know if Church or Soul Running Traveler. So ask for Zylo right. to run Zylo's Zipyard. <laughs> <laughs> Where you build your zip and send it out on submissions. <laughs> Oh, that was a stretch. That was a big stretch. It was a big stretch. But, all right, speaking of big stretches, this is not one at all. (laughs) Thank you. P.S. You can prolapse your vagina. Yeah, I I saw that. I saw that that, that flash. So, speaking of what? I don't even even know what I'm speaking of. This is absolutely a a complete non sequitur. You know what? I'm not even going to pretend there's a segue into this. We don't need no stinking transitions. Good monkey's quote, by the way, for Mm -hmm. anyone who didn't recognize. I just wanted you to know I did. But so I was thinking about something the other day, and this is kind of a complicated, it's like an umbrella topic of burnout with life, burnout with gaming, just coming out of a period of absolute fatigue. I mean, it's something we've not talked about in detail, but we've talked about the high level that like everyone else, the past several years have been really rough for us because it wasn't just COVID. It's the world sucks. The job market sucks. Everything sucks. And then there's all the things that are individual of, well, an individual family member got sick or passed away or, or whatever. And so it is really, really kick the release schedule for the show and a lot of things in the nuts. And that's not per se what I want to talk about, but it's some of the solutions that I've heard people discussing to this issue that I want to talk about. And one of the ones I'm going to start with, and I think Wayne, I got this from you though. Everyone at the table claimed credit for this (laughs) was we were talking about online gaming and why were we prefer in-person gaming to online gaming, which we're not going to retread because I don't think online gaming is a non-starter. It's just not my personal taste. I do it frequently and really love it. And I still will always prefer an un- in-person game to it. Yeah, right. I do it a lot because it, for a while it was the only way to game, yeah, and I'm like, I'm in. I'm not. But, yeah. but there's something that while it came out of online gaming, I think possibly could be applied in-person gaming was something that's anathemic to my view of gaming, which is an intentionally short game. And I don't mean a short plot arc. We're not talking about the length of your arcs or your campaign. We're talking about the length of the individual sitting. And you were mentioning that I think it's your wife, Sarah, right? Who's in a game where they only meet for like one or two hours. Or who is this? Who am I quoting here? No, I was I was talking about our friend Kate. Kate, okay. Yeah, yeah. Kate, sorry. So Kate is in... N- none of you have any idea who Kate yes. is. Well, we're just saying that name like you would know. None of you have any idea, I assume. <laughs> there are a lot she's of Kates. Good, she's good people. Yeah, yeah I have no idea who Kate <laughs> yeah, is. We, yeah, we, yeah. Have a, we have a friend named Kate who's good people. Yeah, no, it, I was... But being... Kate also has ADHD, and almost everybody else in her gaming group 
does as well. Yeah. But and, they have managed to play a consistent game for years, never missing a week. But here's the interesting thing. They session it differently. Yes. How do they session it? They play for one hour. Yeah. One hour. One hour. Once a week, right? Once a week. Once a week. For one hour. And I was talking to somebody else who I thought said they had someone in their life who's like a two-hour game. But anyway, that was was me, actually. My online campaigns that I play in have always been, you know, at this point, two to two and a half hours is about right. If it's longer than that, people start to lose interest. Yeah, Mm -hmm. which is so anathemic to my historical style of gaming where, to me, a proper game session was about like 8 to 12 hours. So that's obviously entirely too ambitious for an adult life. And so I've come down from that to about 3 to 4 hours. But what I've noticed in those 3 to 4 hour games is, first of all, add in drive times, prep times, whatever. It's your day. That's basically your day. Yeah. And then secondly, the other thing is that once you are on site... People say, well, you know what? I'm going to be here all evening anyway or all night anyway. So we'll just screw around. Might as well just screw around, do this, do that, take a three-hour snack break, whatever we're going to do. Whereas I had to wonder upon hearing it if there's a sort of, I don't know, backwards or left-handed ingenuity to an intentionally short session because if you only have one or two hours set aside to game, you have to you have game to in you that. Get on it. Yeah, and, you and, can't. You can't kill time. Right. You know, catching up or you know, just. Yeah, I will say for me also when I gamed on weekends, four hours was the session length I wanted to go for. Yeah. When I game on a weeknight where I've got work the next day or I have had work that day, so I'm coming over later. I don't want to do a four hour session. Yeah. Because I'm already tired to a degree. I want to focus that energy, get that energy out, have that be the condensed energy push, and then go home. And because I need when I get home to have downtime. I'm an introvert. When I'm around people, even people I love being around, I need to decompress. And if we're doing a four-hour session when I don't get over to like seven, and then I'm not home till like midnight... I still need to decompress. Well, yeah, and that's kind of what I was going to say is like, for example, if I look at the games in my life, right now there's, well, two games theoretically. There's one game in the go- <laughs> and, and a game that is haunting my house. The game that's actually occurring is the D&D game. And that one, uh, the West Marches game, the sessions, and I'll include breaks in this, they tend to run probably toward the six-hour range. If I look at the AP, which I'm going to call the ghost of the game because we're struggling along, it is still moving, but we're struggling it exists, a lot. Just it does hard to find. But that one also tends to run about, it's shorter, but not short. I would say it tends to run somewhere probably like the four to five hour range. It's not a whole lot shorter. And what happens in those is people show up at a certain time and we jack around for a while and then we eventually play. But the point is that someone may have to leave their house at six in the evening and they're not going to get home till midnight. And there's one line of thought to punching out of that that's very different than, you know, this group is counting on me and I only got to be at my computer from six to seven thirty. And we're at six o'clock. It's roll for initiative at seven thirty. It's here's your XP. We're done. Mm -hmm. And I still got the rest of my evening to do something else. And we don't have enough time to jack around because if we jack around, no game happens. Literally right. none. It also is one of those things where if you have 
children, you only mm-hmm. have to have somebody else watch them for an hour. An hour. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't yeah, have to cause... worry about somebody for the whole night or, you know, your partner taking on responsibilities that they, you know. I mean, my kid is a little bit older and like autonomous. She can take care of a lot of herself. So if I had a game, like I might have to pause every once in a while to get her, get her something she can't do. But when she was really young, I didn't game hardly at all because I felt bad leaving her with my husband for that long and him not getting a break right so like i totally feel that from like a parent perspective yeah being gone an entire day is different than being gone for like an hour even if it's at space house an hour well well, in a financial perspective you mentioned having someone watch it if you're paying a sitter sitter, yeah yeah that's why mike and i are never in games together well with with this group because i need a sitter have you guys and i think i mentioned this on the show once or twice before but i don't know how long it's been but are you guys familiar with something called the, the spoons or the thought exercise yeah. of the yeah, spoons? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the thought of a spoon, it, it came from a thought exercise on the psychological, social, mental investment that's done in any task and how there's a certain subjectivity to it. And the original story, as far as I understand it, was done with spoons because apparently it occurred in a restaurant or a coffee shop or something like that. But you could use anything. Assuming you have dollars or whatever. Or spell slots. I've heard it done with spell slots and that makes it happy. <laughs> Let's say you wake up in the morning and you've got, we'll go from spoons or spell slots. You've got $10. Okay. And this represents what you have in you before you are spent, before mm-hmm. you have nothing left but drink a beer and go to bed. All right. That's all you've got left in you. So you're trying to get through the day on that. And for each person, any given task has ultimately what is a subjective or individual cost. Okay, So let's say waking up in the morning. Now, if you, for most people, that may be a 25-cent task, that the alarm going off and startling them or them feeling a bit tired because they were up too late last night or whatever is going to take something out of them. But for someone like me who probably did not sleep the night before, simply being up at eight, nine in the morning, that may be a two, three dollar expenditure as opposed to waking up at one or two in the afternoon because of various sleep disorders I have. The point is that that's an expenditure. All right. Now, this could be over anything. So if we're talking about attending a game, Mm -hmm. this could be, well, attending this game, let's say from my standpoint, the AP, well, it's at my place. The past two have used my home brews. Well, I guess the middle one in there wasn't a homebrew, but I didn't have to write it. I wasn't even running it. And so my investment to be at this game, yeah, it's it's a four to six hour time block, but my expenditure for this game, because I don't have to drive anywhere, whatever, okay, it's notable, but it might be a dollar or two. Whereas asking somebody else, say, look, I want you to leave your house. I want you to leave your husband, wife, kids, whatever it is, and come over to my place And we're probably just going to jack around for the first hour or two. And then because we jacked around forever, but then the game gets going and people are enjoying the game and that inertia is kicking and all of a sudden we end up going till midnight. Well, I have to understand that's a $5 expenditure from somebody else. And it could be worse depending on how far you're going. So like for me, I don't live that far away. Yeah, but, like 15 minutes. But Eric, I'm a half we were, an hour drive. Right, when we were doing Skies of Glass, having Eric, Eric comes from the other side oh, of the river. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But even with you, Wayne, I would still say this might be a different level of expenditure because if you need that time to decompress, well, if the game ends at, let's just say, midnight for yeah. our numbers, you might be home by 12.15, but 
if you really need that time to decompress, well, that may mean you're still not going to bed until one or two in the morning, which is going to affect how tired you are the next day. Now you have negative money the next day. Precisely. Even worse for me, I've complained about it. I think everyone probably makes fun of me for complaining about it now. We game on a Thursday. Thursday night is trash night for me. So I go home and empty all the trash cans, all the kitty litter, and then decompress. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't start decompressing till like what? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you don't drink, so I don't even know how you do it. <laughs> but the point being, though, that, yeah, it's 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 a different expenditure for mm-hmm. you. And so looping back to this one or two hour game thing, I don't know that this is what I want for my life in general. I don't know if this is even what I want out of my typical game. I am still firmly in the camp of, for me personally, I enjoy, assuming the game's good, I enjoy mid to long game sessions a lot more than I do short ones. Yes. I am willing to but make whatever compromises are necessary right, to it, make the game happen. Exactly. It comes down to, can I game? Can I and yeah. is this the way that it has to be? Yeah. Then yes, I'm Precisely. It, it, you know, I may say that I think a four-hour game or an eight-hour game or 12-hour game is better than a one- or two-hour game. But you know what's worse than a one- or two-hour game? Oh, not gaming. No game. Yeah. 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 And so I, I just want to put this out there as apparently it is a solution that while it is not my thing, it is working for a lot of people, and people are showing the fruits of its success. If this describes your issue, this might be something that you want to contemplate as a way out of where you're at of saying, hey, I'm just going to only involve myself in these one or two hour remote games where I can tell my significant other or or my other responsibilities that, okay, I'm going to be offline from six to seven, six to eight, but I'm available before and after that. It's like Mm -hmm. my entire night's wiped out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think one hour would ever be enough for me, Right, but I've come to the realization that on a weeknight, I don't want a four hour game. Yeah. On a weekend, I would. Mm-hmm. But a weeknight, when I've had work before, it becomes that's my whole night. And I don't know. I don't mind saying that's my whole night on a weekend. Right. Right. Because you don't have as much money well, that and you're taking away for it. Yeah. You have, you have more, you have more money for a Saturday. You, than, yeah. You have more time yeah. that you can you devote to this without no. having it taken away from, from by something else. I'm on the flip side of that. That to me, it's in for a penny and for a pound. That I would rather have the one or two hour game on a weekend because of the fact that it's Otherwise, a free day, right? I don't work on weekends. I, I'm a typical Monday through Friday, to use a shower on term, wage slave. And so I do that sort of work. So my weekends are supposedly my free days. And so there's a lot of things that I want to get done on a Saturday, a lot of people I want to see, a lot of places I want to go. And having a game that runs basically bisecting my day and effectively taking away both the first and last half of the day by virtue of bisecting the day, to me, is a much bigger expenditure than saying, well, it's a Thursday. I've already worked until 5 or 6 o'clock tonight anyway. I'm probably not going to get anything else done tonight because I'm wiped out from work. Might as well go ahead and game and from 7 until midnight. Cause For me, it makes I'm, a big difference as to whether I'm playing or running. Because yeah. if you are running a game and need extra time to prepare before the game, then having to go from work to game with no time in between to get ready yeah, it is a lot harder than it would be on a day where you have more time to prepare beforehand. Oh, yeah, and you mentioned bisect. That's a big thing, too. Oh, having it in the middle a, of the day? Yes, in the middle of Saturday, the day, yeah. I, I would consider my whole day lost. Thank Same. you. But if it's... Yeah. 
if it's Saturday like night, evening, I still yeah. feel like I've had the, I don't, the early part of the yeah, day. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Even if I've done something earlier in the day, I still feel like it's more free time than during the week. I'd be, curi- I'd be curious, like, and maybe people can report this on the Discord, like, pay attention to your Saturday and Sunday games. How much of it is socializing and how much of it is actual gaming is yeah. what I'd be curious well, about. And put a... Because like, maybe you're maybe you're hanging out for five hours, but you're only getting two hours of real game time in. I'd be really curious because then that would add to our experiment of how much how, is it more productive just to get together for two hours then? Well, yeah, and especially and then call that other time social time that has no obligation to be a game. If you put a stopwatch down and start it the minute everyone has arrived, yeah, or at the time the game was supposed, supposed to, to start, start whenever yeah. whichever you prefer, and run it, pause it the moment you start the game. But every single time, the whole table stops gaming because someone's gone for a snack break, a bathroom break. People are talking about something unrelated to the game. Start the timer up again. Yeah. And by the end of it, yeah, exactly. And I will bet you it is a lot more than most people think. The most people may estimate it's an hour. It's probably closer to two or three. Yeah, I'd just be really curious that like maybe the maybe you're like when you're talking about how you like these three or four hour games. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Maybe because they get intersected with all these interruptions, that if you actually had two hours of power gaming, let's call it, you would be better. You would yeah. like those more because they wouldn't feel like they're taking up as much as your day, like especially on a Saturday. Well, and, and then you'd have social time, like you know. What I mean? Then you don't only have to hang out with your group too. Yeah. The only trick though there is that if you have people coming over, mm-hmm. you have to fight that natural yeah, like hangout. Time. We want to hang out. And so people yeah. may start coming over early so they get a little bit of hangout time, but then the game still gets pushed back. Like it's yeah. it's a struggle. <laughs> well yeah, but you could always, like I said, if you dedicate the time and say we are gaming no right. interruptions. Just everybody has to be on board. On with board that. with that, yeah. But then outside of that, okay, well, and then afterwards we'll hang out and play board games and drink, and maybe that would mitigate that. So it's like you almost feel like okay, I have a payoff here. We do get to hang out, but after we're done, you know, I don't know. I, I'm curious. This, this is a all yeah. theory. Yeah. Well, and I think it's different for different people. Mm-hmm. But right. the idea is thinking about it right. and thinking about what you're actually enjoying. Maybe the interruptions aren't a problem, and that's how you like the game. Yeah. For me, I like. The social time sometimes, but I like the focused game time too. And I get frustrated when we're going into something that I want to be a serious game session where we get through some stuff, but we haven't seen each other and we're just so Everything gets derailed yeah. because everybody's catching yeah. up. We're yeah. talking about what they just watched or... Because I like both. And sometimes I just want the focused game time. Yeah. That's what a con game is a lot of times. Yeah. Is you just have like, that chunk of time only have and these you four focus. Hours. Yeah. And when you know that you're running for a certain amount of time and you're planning for it, you can have some bigger things happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of my online games lately have been not canceled. We get together and then every thing just becomes the the media wank. And like you yeah. like we realize it's four hours later and we don't have time to game. Right. So it's it's a thing. <laughs> you know, Wayne, there's a thing about con games, though, that I kind of wonder about, which is now, of course, this depends on who's at your table. But in the average con game, you don't know the other people. Precisely. Yeah. Especially even at like, oh, I don't know. Even if I take our own convention, like Fear the Con as an example, I might know some of the people at the table, but I don't know other people at the table. Mm. And so therefore, out of respect to them, that catch up doesn't occur. And even with the people I know, I probably haven't seen or really meaningfully talked to them in some time. And so, therefore, it's not like I have that urge to connect with them 
the way that I would like seeing a close friend, seeing someone right. I see all the time where it's like, man, you know what crap we were talking about last time. So let me tell you what else happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is somebody I haven't seen in a year. And so maybe there is a desire to catch up, but it's a little different, especially because in a dedicated weekend of this stuff, you've probably already talked to them sometime before or after the game. I say that that is part of the issue is that when this specific group of people only gets together once a week for this game, it's the only time they all have to talk. So that's the time they feel like they have to catch up. And so it's like if you if you could get together at a different time and catch up and then game the next day, that right. would be kind of ideal. Yeah, but, but but isn't that kind of a catch twenty two though? It because is. because you're basically I mean, and I agree with you, but I because I've been through the exact same issue of we're catching up because we don't see each other most, so let's see each other more. Well, now we've basically recreated the exact same problem on a different day of the week. Yeah. Where now we have another day that we're struggling. Scheduling we're struggling to get everyone yeah. available. We're yeah. struggling to decide what to do, and we're struggling to all get together. And of course, because of how Murphy's Law works, now we're not playing mini golf because we're all standing around talking about D and D. And this is the most on topic. I mean, goodness gracious, we will do anything except what we're supposed to be. Absolutely. And so we're just standing around yakking. One of the things I'm going to bring back to my table is. I used to do different kinds of traditions on the game to be this is the signal that the time for jacking around is over and oh, now we game. You're Bob the Skull. Bob the Skull and Dresden game is coming back because we I have had some of that lately with a lot of socializing, getting back together. And I want there to be time for that. I want everyone to enjoy that. But I want to do something that signifies this is time to start the game. And what I used to do in the Dresden games was I had a skull that has the symbols all carved on it to look like Bob the Skull from the Dresden Files TV show. I have it in a bag. It is off the table. When I pull it out and set it on the table, that is me sending the message to the table. Okay, now the game starts. This is the thematic version of writing recess on the board and erasing letters if people don't start paying attention. (laughs) Oh, geez. (laughs) Or circling letters, yeah. Uh Yeah. That that is literally the metaphor well, I used when we talked about this. I know Chad it? used to have something like that. Mm-hmm. Dan, I, once or twice I've seen you do the have the Beethoven over off the table yep. and pull it and set it onto the table. Something that is just sends the message without saying, "Hey, everyone, shut up, let's start." Yeah, yeah. without being rude. Yeah, You'd be passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, kind of aggressive. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the, the kind they can't send you to jail for. <laughs> right. Or if you're aggressive-aggressive, somebody might call the cops. You're passive-aggressive, well, they still might call the cops, but the cops won't be able to do anything, at least in this country. I, and why I love Bob the Skull for the passive-aggressiveness is I leave it sitting out there within reach of me. And if someone starts talking off-topic, I turn it to look at them. <laughs> I think it'd be even better like if you started draining. Yes. It. I think you should start draining their fate chips, like have a little hourglass. <laughs> and if Bob the Skull's looking at you, you flip the hourglass over. If the last grain of sand goes through, you take a fate chip from them. I acknowledge that it is 100% passive aggressiveness. Yeah. It is probably a petty little stupid thing. But oh, no, my I, players enjoyed it. Yeah, I think yeah, and they would call yeah. each other out yeah. for doing it. You I mean, that what? makes yeah. it not passive aggressive I never anymore. had to say anything. Yeah. I they say would any, say yeah. Anytime you can bring silently judging somebody into a, a situation and have it be a good thing, I'm on board. Yeah. yeah. I definitely feel like this kind of stuff, though, my view of gaming changed once I kind of like got older. Now, like you were saying, my cash is lower. 
I don't have as much to spend. Yeah. So well, like, I feel like now I feel like when I was younger, like you were saying eight hour, nine hour, 10 hour sessions, you're like, yeah, let's all get together. Cause we have nothing else to do. Yeah, I, had, yeah. I, I had fewer health problems. I had fewer <laughs> yeah. mental health problems, but then on top of that, I mean, it's not that I had nothing going on. Right. But my life was certainly less complicated. Like simpler. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One of the things I'm speaking right now to our audience that is, we'll just say 20 and younger. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm speaking right now to the 20 and younger I would audience. do 25 and younger. I feel okay, like fine. I'll do 25. Yeah, I was like college age. College let me age. Counsel. You're getting to yeah. drink and hang yeah, out and game. Co- well, college age, high school age, junior high age. Let me tell you right now, there's a line of BS adults feed you because adults are narcissistic pricks. And I'm just being really honest here, even as someone who's, I found out I'm not the age I thought I was. I couldn't, I can't do math. So I'm younger, than, I'm actually younger than I thought I was, but I am in my 40s. Whoa, what? Okay, yeah. We'll talk about I, this, was an, this is a whole different episode. I had a conversation with my brother a couple of weeks ago and realized that neither he nor I are the age I had thought we were. That we're actually, it's hilarious. But anyways, or sad, I don't know which. But the point being, though, that one of the things that I'm telling you as an adult, okay, is whenever anyone in your life, teacher, parent, whatever, says, wait until you get into the real world. It is BS. Do not believe it. Do not take it to heart. Your struggles are just as real and oftentimes harder to navigate and more intense than an adult's. Mm -hmm. I am telling you straight up, would I like to be young again? In body, yes. Do I want to trade lives with someone who's still in school or starting out in life? Absolutely not. Just on an emotional level. Your life is in many ways probably a lot harder than mine. Now, mine is probably more complicated than yours. I have more going on, Mm -hmm. and I don't have as many resources to fall back on if something breaks. That's the big one. As a When you're younger, you have more safety nets. Yes. Right. But the point is the number of pieces that are moving around the board in a day as an adult they may be more, but they are individually smaller than the pieces I was moving as a teenager. And repetitive. Yes. You know, like you, at, when you get into that adulthood, you it's almost like you get in a life routine. Yeah. And like you're like, okay, I got my job. I got my responsibilities. Somebody bullies me at work. There's a lawsuit. Yeah. There's right. no going to the principal's office and hoping they believe you and all yeah. this other nonsense. All right. I don't want to bang on this too much, but my point being, younger folks do not let anyone diminish your life, but do also appreciate that while your life is rough, you have probably, and I realize every individual is different, but you probably have fewer pieces to move around. Mm-hmm. More freedom, big... less responsibility. You're not the safety net for other people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you no probably... one's relying on you as much as you're relying. Yeah. Right. And you probably have a lot fewer responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You might have more safety nets, assuming you've got family, family, friends, whatever. Yeah. One thing I was going to talk about, though, going back to the budgeting of your day about the dollars you spend or your spoons or whatever, was we were talking about gaming, bisecting the day. One of the things that is kind of rough for me because of my messed up sleep schedule is my day is different than everyone else's. Meaning, if something occurs right at the beginning of my day, it is bisecting everyone else's. So let's say, for example... I have a game on a Saturday, and we want to do it first thing when all of us are naturally awake. That means we're probably going to start about 3 o'clock p.m., that is. Honestly, so we're talking a game from like 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. Now, come 
who the hell is still free? What businesses are still open? I mean, not none, but not many. It's not certainly what you would have if, say, I had a normal sleep schedule where we could game from, let's say, 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. Well, who's free and what's open from 3 p.m. through the rest of the night? Well, that's a whole other half a day. Mm-hmm. But for me, even though the hours I'm awake are still going to be there, the time is gone. That's always a problem for anyone that works overnights, too. Yeah. I've done overnight shifts before, and your days are completely messed up because yep. when you're awake and active but not working, nothing's open anymore. Yeah, second yeah. shifts are the worst. Second my, shifts are even worse. My husband was like, how long was Mike overnight? Like oh, over half was, of our, the beginning yeah. of our relationship, our dating relationship. We've been together for like 17 years. I would say it was and at I would least say six years. Six it years of it, he was yeah. overnights. So I totally get that. Like we would have to like find time when I was off work and he was on, like before he went into work. Kona was the same way. Yeah. yeah. You just get used to it. But yeah, I agree. It was hard to kind of nail him down. And I was fortunate he was off on the weekends. So, yeah. So I've also found something interesting over time. It's gotten to the point now that where everyone's older, everyone has all of these responsibilities and one person canceling is the first domino. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like people are always looking for, like, they may be ready to go, excited, but if the opportunity's there, once that first domino falls, that's never just that one. It's not always that people are just waiting for somebody else to cancel right. so they don't look like the But if somebody else cancels or somebody else has something come up and you're like, oh, man, that's going to diminish what we were going to have. And if this is that much, you know, if just that one piece being missing, maybe I prioritize this other thing now because it's not going to be the experience that I wanted with everybody there. So it's not even, you know, that you were ready to do something else beforehand. And then this just was an opportunity that somebody else gave you. It's not even doing something else for me. I will I will say in my mind. A lot of times it's I'm struggling to get the energy to go out and do it to begin with. Even though once I get there, I will be fine and I will be in the mood and everything will be great. I don't have that inertia going to get there, but I don't want to cause anyone else to not have fun. So I will push my way through it and I will show up, but someone else already canceled. You know, I think that's actually what I'm going to call this show is the 11th dollar because there is something that I have noticed being the one who, by virtue of simply the things related to the podcast occur at my place. So I'm always at the locus of scheduling, except, you know, whenever you do a remote episode or whatever. But 99% of the time, I'm the locus of scheduling. I see all the scheduling thing that occur. And one of the things that I've seen is a lot of people, and when I say a lot of people, that includes the people at the table, all four of us, yeah. but not just the four of us. It includes people that are not on the show, people who have never been on the show, people that were on the show, et cetera, et cetera. And they're always gambling against that 11th dollar of, I am fatigued, I am tired, I am spent, my bank is empty, but if everyone else is showing up, I will show up and do my best. I'm going to hope, I'm going to, I'm going to bet money I don't have on the roulette's table and hope it comes up in a way that I don't lose my house on this. Well, and And, I'll be honest, a lot of times for me, when I do that and it's like, I don't have the energy, but I go, it it. works out. Yeah. No, I agree with you. A lot of times once you're in there, and that's why earlier I talked about the inertia is because once you are in there. It usually, not always, but usually the game comes together 
And people have somewhere at least, let's say, a C plus, if not an A plus time. Mm -hmm. But getting people and even the first part of the game, it's like you show up and everybody about wants to die. And then you sit down and you force yourself to start the game in the first 30 minutes, hour, whatever it is. It's just not that great. And then there's this moment where there's this one scene or one person does something and suddenly it all comes together and the whole thing's worthwhile. But we won that bet on the 11th dollar. None of us walked into that place that night full of pep and energy and ready to game. We all drug ourselves in the door, half dead, half asleep, stressed about the laundry list of things we got to do when we get home. Whatever it is, stressed about some drama maybe even the rest of the group doesn't even know about. And we do our best, but a lot of times that eleventh dollar is the reason we say, you know what, I don't want to play at all. And I will tell you right now, you guys would not believe, or maybe you would, the number of one-off contingency messages I get mm-hmm. of, I'm not canceling, but. <laughs> I mean, I, I, am I will admit I did that last week. And, and I'm not judging yeah. anyone no, no. for this. Yeah. No one here needs to defend themselves because I will say straight up, there is an issue that is not occurring in this group. It's a real issue of mm-hmm. people that just don't prioritize the game. Yep. And I've had that issue with multiple people None of them are sitting at this table, and I would say I don't know that any of them have even really been on the AP. So these are people that I've gamed with outside of the podcast. But I have definitely dealt with people outside of the podcast who are just not prioritizing the game. Mm -hmm. But this is a different issue of people prioritize the game, but they're doing that on that 11th dollar, and they are self-aware enough they know they have overspent themselves. And so they're like, look. If everyone else is coming, I can be there. It's not like I, I, I'm getting surgery tonight, but I am dead on my feet. If we don't game, it would be the biggest relief of my life. And as the person who's the locus of scheduling, I'm just going to call us for what it is. Once you get enough of those messages, and you're probably already on the brink of, if not fully feeling that way yourself, it's easy to. Come. You start to look at the picture and say, "Wow, apparently nobody's got it in them to game tonight." Why get together and waste everyone's time when we're just going to sit around talking about stupid crap and watching YouTube videos anyway? Just to keep our mood going. Yeah, just to keep our mood from totally going in the toilet. I will say this is one thing that I think Chad is really good at. Chad doesn't do this. No, he doesn't. He does not feel like, doesn't have that feeling like we all do. Chad will bring the game together and bring the people together. No, I will. In ways that the rest of us don't have the energy to do. I yeah. will absolutely yeah. grant that that is true. That Chad is the, if you can get him going, he is the best cheerleader you can ask for. If you can get him going, that's the trick. Yeah. And it's something I'm not capable of doing. No, I don't have the personality for it either. I can show up and do my part, but I am not the energizer of the room. Yeah. So I can be when I have the energy, but well, yeah, same. all of my personal shit taking out that energy right now <laughs> so i think that's where we're going to wrap this one up once again check the show notes fear of the con is funded we hope we will see you there if you did not get in on the funding that's not an issue i mean you won't get any of the backer level rewards but the convention is free to simply walk into 
all you have to cover is your own cost of existing during that period of time. And you can sign up for Con Planner and yep. run games and sign up for yes. games all without having back the Kickstarter. Precisely. It's, it's all free. Just so, go do stuff. Yes. Participate in the convention. A special thanks to those of you that backed. You made the convention mm-hmm. possible. And we will do our absolute best to make sure all the rewards are covered. If you did not back the Kickstarter, please do not take that as a reason you can't attend the con. You are still, like we've been saying, everything is still absolutely free to walk through the door and to play the games or whatever. If you got to stay, okay, the hotel's on you, but the cost of simply walking through the doors and rolling dice, unless someone's running like a draft game or something that requires requires an entry fee which that's not on us from our standpoint i have i'm not taking a dollar of your money so just show up roll dice have fun eat chicken wings laugh at mikey mason's comedy show whatever but buy some stuff in the vendor hall yeah buy some stuff in there whatever you know do what you do at a con except don't pay for a ticket and so other than that have a great week and great games and we will catch you next time This has been a production of Fear the Boot, copyright 2023. Listeners are free to use this episode in a non-commercial endeavor, so long as credit is provided to feartheboot.com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at feartheboot.com. If you wish to support this show and its related endeavors, you can do so at patreon.com slash feartheboot.